You are listening to the MZBC Students Greenhouse Podcast. For more information about Mount Zion Baptist Church, go to mzbc.net slash students or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mzbcstudents. Right? How many of you guys like getting gifts? The rest of you are liars, right? We all like getting gifts. I, lo- I love getting gifts. But have you ever received a gift, though, and, and you look at it and go, what is this? And what do I do with it? I mean, like, what? Swing and a miss, right? I mean, like, you get this and you're like, I have no clue what this is or how to use it. I guess it'll just go on the shelf over here and I'll forget that it exists. Um, as Christians, or those of us who are Christians, we're given a gift from God, and a lot of times, either we've not been taught that this gift exists, or we don't know what to do with it, right? I'm referring to spiritual gifts. Some of you guys, it's the first time you've heard that phrase, and you're going, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh, and some of you guys are like, oh yeah, I've heard of that, but I have no clue what that means, or what I should do with it. And some of you guys... Uh, do know what that is, and you probably know what your spiritual gifts are, and, and you're trucking along, and it's awesome. So there, there's a, a vast range of knowledge of this particular subject, and it can be a pretty tricky subject when you get into some of the, like, fringe gifts and stuff. We won't go there, because um, we're Baptists, and we don't like to talk about things like that. Older people in the room will get that. You guys don't. Um, anyway. I won't, I won't get into that. But tonight is the last night of this series, Exponential, right? So the first week, we talked uh, about embracing God's bigger plan, right? That there is this big plan that God chooses to use us to be a part of in his, in his attempt. Well, eventually, it, he'll win, right? I read the end of the book. God wins. Uh, the big plan of him redeeming the world, right? He's, he's seeking after everyone to be in relationship with him, and he's seeking... Uh, just all of creation, human, uh, humans and all creation alike, to redeem all of this back to himself. And he wants to use us as small and short a life as we have. He wants to use us as a part of that big plan, right? So we talked about that the first week. And then last week, uh, what did we talk about last week? Anybody remember? Yeah. I remember. Tell me. Tell me. Sheep are super dumb. We did talk about that. We talked about seeking the least, right? So serving was the word. They're serving the least. So going outside of your family group, your close friends, and and seeking out people to serve them. As uh, when when the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you, and you, your mind get begins to be bent toward the things that God thinks about and cares about, we go outside of our comfort zone and we show love to the world, even people that we may not like or we may have issues with, right? We seek out those people, and we serve them. We don't just stick to our own little friend groups, right? Yeah, I guess so. Right? That's, that's Some of you guys inside, you're like, you've done this for like three weeks, JJ. You tell me I need to like go after somebody that I don't like, but I don't like them, so I'm not going to do it. Um, I know how you think, because I think that a lot too. Uh, but tonight, we're talking about spiritual gifts. These things uh, as weird as they may be, are these gifts that God gives all of us whenever you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit, as weird as it sounds, come and lives, comes and lives in your heart, not like your physical like heart that like pumps blood 
through your body. Like it, not literally. It's this uh, your your spiritual heart. It's it's hard to explain, but it, it's this uh, your soul. It's your feelings and and connection to God. Right. The Holy Spirit lives there, and that's where uh, you're connected with God, and He leads you and He comforts you. And and there's all kinds of roles that the Holy Spirit has uh, in your life whenever you become a Christian. He comes to live in you, and and a part of this is He He gives you certain abilities, and I'm not talking about, like, superpowers, unfortunately. We're not talking about, like, being able to fly or, like, see through walls and all that kind of jazz. We're not talking about Avengers-style things, right? We're talking about um, things that are actually better than those. Being able to serve each other and the world with these supernatural abilities that are not so supernatural, right? To the world, they are, but to God, they're just Him working through us, right? The first time we see you uh, what are called spiritual gifts, is in the book of Acts, right? So Jesus' final words, we talked about this uh, a little bit last week, are in the uh, first chapter of Acts. You don't have to turn there. Uh, but he's, he tells them, all right, so you guys go and hang out in Jerusalem. This is JJ version of this, right? So he says, you guys go and hang out in Jerusalem and wait there, and then the Holy Spirit is going to fall. You'll know when he shows up, trust me. Uh, again, JJ's version of the story. Um, so Jesus like, hey, you'll know when he shows up, right? The Holy Spirit comes. He comes, right? And so you guys hang out there, and then after the Holy Spirit comes, you guys go and be my witness. You guys remember what he says? Samaria. That's a key word, remember? Samaria. Because those are the people that the Jews hated, so it was important that that word be said there, right? So basically starting where you are and then working out to, the, to reach the whole world is what, is what Jesus said. So once you get the Holy Spirit... He comes, he empowers you, and it's through his power that you be Christ's witness starting where you are and then working out to the rest of the world. Okay? And so they're hanging out in Jerusalem. They're doing what Jesus told them to do. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit shows up. says so they're sitting around in this house that they're hanging out in. And all of a sudden, it was like this violent wind is what Scripture says in the story, right? It was, there was just this loud, violent wind. A lot of places in Scripture, the Spirit of God has talked about sometimes in this still quiet wind or his breath and then sometimes he just comes ferociously man and so in this point when the holy spirit comes for the first time to interact in the world the way he does now he always existed and it always interacted in the world but the way he started at that point and still interacts in the world now this first time he comes it's like this violent wind that rushes through and then it gets real weird and it says it was like these um, tongues of fire right i don't know what that means necessarily i envision like real tongues but I don't, I don't know if that's what they really mean or not. But so it's like these tongues of fire come and then like it splits off and then like each of the disciples, it like falls on them. And it's like this literal being able to see the Holy Spirit fall on these disciples, right? It is, the Holy Spirit doesn't do that for us. Like, I don't know about you guys. I don't know your story. But like when I became a Christian, like this like tongue of fire didn't come down and like fall on me, right? That would be really cool. Uh, but it did not happen that way. Um, so the, the Holy Spirit, well, we'll get into that in a minute. We'll get into that. I'll, I'm jumping around here. So the story, we'll get back into the story, okay? So uh, the Holy Spirit comes, and then they start going out and sharing the story, the message of Jesus, right? And on this day, and this is where the spiritual gift comes in, right? So they're, they're sharing the story with all these people. Just so happens, it's not a coincidence at all because God's not a God of coincidence, right? He's a God of purpose and order. And so it just so happens that when the Spirit came, there happened to be just thousands of people from all over the world visiting Jerusalem, 
right? So there's this festival, this Jewish festival going on, and these Jews that were spread out all over the world, all over uh, the Mediterranean Sea, those countries around there and that kind of thing, had all traveled to Jerusalem for this week of celebration. And so there just happened to be all these thousands of people from around the world in Jerusalem. And so the disciples go out with the power of the Holy Spirit, and they start preaching the message. And then right here we have one of the first uh, evangelistic sermons preached by Peter, and, and the, the cool thing that happened is Peter is speaking in his native tongue, which was a dialect of Hebrew. He was, in, he was born in Galilee and raised there. And so there was this Galilean version of, of Hebrew that he was speaking to these people. But here's the deal. All these people are from all over the world. So they spoke different languages than him. But the cool thing that happened through the power of the Holy Spirit, as he spoke Hebrew, they understood what he was saying in their own language. This would be like right now. I'm a native English speaker, right? Like, that's what I'm speaking right now. Crazy, right? But imagine you were like a group of people from like Spain and France and Germany and all that sort of deal, right? And so you don't speak English, but I'm speaking to you in English. But if you're from Spain, you would hear my words and understand them as though I were speaking fluent Spanish to you. Or if you were from France, you would hear it as fluent French, right? And Germany, so on, so on, so on. So all these people, though uh, Peter was speaking his uh, dialect of Hebrew, understood the gospel message in their own native tongue. Because the Holy Spirit gifted them and empowered them in that moment to be able to do that. Now, this is uh, the initial coming of the church. And what's cool about that is that first day, 3,000 people became Christians. Like in that, after that, like one message, like 3,000 people became Christians, which is awesome. And then these people remember from all over the world, they go out into the rest of the world and they take Christ with them, and thus begins the church. And so it was this huge act and power uh, of the Holy Spirit to get the church started, right, that has become what it is now, uh, both good and bad. Um, so it's this power, the power of the Holy Spirit that, in gifts, uh, that gives us in the moments that we need to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. And spiritual gifts... And we'll, we'll talk some more about those in, in detail in a minute. These, these are special abilities, and it's, it's, not, it, it's not always the, as cool as what Peter did right there, right? And a lot of times it takes place in some more seemingly mundane ways, but work out to be what, just what God wants you to have in the moments that you need to have them. And they're different than just natural abilities, right? Natural abilities, people who are just like naturally good at like technology or soccer or whatever, like all of those things, if you're just naturally good at that, you're just having to be naturally talented. Congratulations. That's not like a special ability from God to be good at soccer, right? That's just not um, other, I mean, other natural things like speaking and seeing, like all those things when things are right. I mean, like those, those are just natural born abilities. These are special abilities that work through, that work through you. And they're really cool. Like I said, in a, in a lot of ways, they kind of work out in seemingly mundane ways, but if you're really paying attention and, and able to see where God's moving with things, they actually come out to be uh, some really cool stuff. Let's turn to, if you got your books, Romans chapter 5, verse 5. It'll be up on the screen. So we talked about the Holy Spirit coming and living in your heart. And I, want you to, I want you to see where I get these things from, right? I want you to always 
I want you to always know that when I'm up here speaking, I'm trying my best to only speak things that are true from Scripture, not things that just J.J. imagines in his brain, right? Like these things are from God and they're from the Word of God. So here we are, Romans 5, 5. He says, and hope does not put us to shame because God loves, uh, excuse me, because God has, uh, let's start over, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Uh, So there's uh, one of many references to our hearts and God interacting with our heart and the Holy Spirit being there. Sorry, this table is getting on my nerves. Ooh, that sounds good. Um, and as we begin to focus on God, and, and, we, and we realize the Holy Spirit lives in our heart, and we focus on God, and we're studying the Word, and we're praying, it's the Holy Spirit that connects us with God in those moments, right? He, the Holy Spirit, the Scripture says, is our intercessor, right? We don't always have the right words to say to God, but the Holy Spirit knows our heart because He lives there, and, and He communicates what we're trying to say to God. He connects us. He helps us understand the scripture. When you're, when you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living in you, and you're reading scripture, and you're studying it. It's because him in you that you're able to really understand uh, what it means. Another thing that comes from the Holy Spirit living in you uh, are these, as Christians, sort of natural um, abilities that are called the fruit of the Spirit. How many of you guys have heard of the fruit of the Spirit? Right? Some of you guys have been around church long enough. You probably know a song about it. I'm not asking you to sing it, please. Um, but you have these fruit of the Spirit. Some of them are, uh, you know, patience, kindness, self-control, these, these kinds of things that should be true of all Christians. Should be true of all Christians. When you have the Holy Spirit living in you, and we're not all awesome at these things, and they don't come easily per se, but it's when you, the key is when you're really focusing on your relationship with Jesus, and you're spending time in prayer and studying Scripture, what starts to overflow out of your heart are these fruits of the spirit, right? Fruit comes from trees, bushes, all the things, right? So fruit, fruit is, fruit is the result of a plant growing properly, right? Like a a tree that's not growing really well doesn't produce fruit, or if it does, it's not very good fruit, right? So in the same way, when you're growing your relationship with, when you're growing your relationship with Jesus, these fruit of the spirit come out, and they just naturally come out because you're growing the way you should be. I bring up these that seems to be disconnected, but I bring up these because the biggest ways that God works, anybody looking up here, okay? The biggest ways that God works through you in his big plan to redeem the world is through the fruit of the Spirit. We're living in peace and patience and self-control, which are not characteristics of those who live in the world, right? They occasionally bump up against being loving and being patient, but whenever... Whenever Christians are living the way they're supposed to be, the way that these characteristics live out should be different than the way it looks in the world. So that's one way that we're set apart and different in a good way from the world, right? The other thing, spiritual gifts, right? So coupled with these characteristics, the fruit of the Spirit and spiritual gifts, God uh, pushes us forward to be able to further his kingdom and to share his message and to change the world. We're called to change the world, right, for him, not for us. It's actually pretty cool whenever you figure out what your spiritual gift is because it answers a lot of big questions, right? A lot of you guys, where you are in life, are starting to ask the questions like, what am I here for? What, have, what am I meant to do, right? What, what is my life supposed 
purpose? Like, what am I supposed to be doing here on this planet other than just, like, going to school for a billion hours every week? Like, what, what is my purpose on this planet? You guys are starting to kind of ask those questions where you are in life. Fun fact, we adults still ask those questions, right? Um, but whenever you figure out what your, your spiritual gifts are, it helps focus you in on what your purpose is because God has gifted you for specific things and to be able to do them in some pretty specific ways. So some of these giftings are titled, and, and you'll find a, a whole host of, uh, of listings of spiritual gifts in the Bible, and I would guess there are probably some other types of giftings that, that aren't, it's not meant to be an exhaustive list uh, in Scripture, but some of them, the biggest ones uh, that we see are like mercy, this gift of mercy. Now, as Christians, we should all have some level of mercy, like we should be kind to one another and, and be merciful and, and that sort of deal. But when you're gifted with mercy, it's this supernatural ability in situations to be able to come alongside someone, sympathize, and to, and to be there for them in ways that others can't because you're, you're showing mercy and compassion on those people in, in a supernatural, spiritual kind of way, right? And so there's mercy, there's serving, there's preaching and teaching. There's one called exhortation. It's really encouragement. Like you're not just like, you look pretty today kind of encouragement, but like, have you ever... You ever been around those people, like whenever they, whenever you walk away, you're like, man, I just feel better. I feel better because I just got to talk to that person, right? I'm not talking about like someone that you like and then you feel better because you're like, oh, I like that person, they talk to me, <laughs> right? I'm talking about like somebody who's like your friend and you walk away from them and you go, man, I just, I just feel better having talked to that person, right? There's a supernatural ability that God gives people to be encouragers in a, on a different level that others can do that's so sincere and so real, right? Uh, there's the, uh, giving as a spiritual gift, being able uh, to see the world in those ways. And so th- that, that's, that's really the key thought there. I need you guys all listening, okay? The key thought here on these spiritual gifts is these gifts impact how you see the world and how you act in the world. So let, let me give you an illustration. Maybe this will help wake some of you guys up, okay? Let me give you an illustration. It's kind of a silly illustration, but it's the best thing I could think to illustrate what we're doing here, okay? So imagine after Greenhouse tonight, you and your squad or going to Wendy's, right? Imagine you're going to Wendy's and you go up there and you order like 30 nuggets, right? And you're like, sweet, this is going to be awesome. Some nuggets, a frosty, maybe a little bit of fries. I don't know why you're eating so much food, but hey, it is what it is, right? So you order that and you and your squad go and sit down and then they call your, your number. And so you go up there, you get your food and you turn around and then all of a sudden it's like, oh gosh. And then your nuggets and your frosty and everything just spill everywhere. They just, they just go everywhere. Like Frosty like splashes up on some little kid that's not in your squad, right? And, and they're just like, Aah! If I were that little kid, I would just be like, free Frosty. That's what's up, right? Anyway, side note, that's, that's how a fat man responds to food being spilled. No, right? Anyway, so in this moment, your friends all having different spiritual gifts, right? Like I said, this is a little silly, but I think it, it'll illustrate what I'm trying to say here. Your friends having all different spiritual gifts, they see this happen, and they all respond differently. So let's walk through what I have, say, I have kind of said, what would be some of the, the typical responses of people with these different gifts, okay? So someone who has the gift of mercy, this is how they're going to respond. I don't feel bad. It could, happen, it could have happened to anybody, right? So somebody has mercy, they're like sympathizing me, like, oh, it's okay, it's all right. I mean, like, that could have happened to me. I mean, I, I probably would have done it right after you. I mean, like, that's, that's a silly and simple way to kind of see how someone with a gift of mercy sees the world and they see uh, and they respond to things happening around them. 
So then the next, the next thing here, someone who has the gift of serving, they're like, oh, let me help you clean it up. And they're like, run over. Garrett's one of these people. He's like, oh, let me run over here and like grab all these paper towels and like help you clean this stuff up. And I just called you out, man. I'm sorry. Uh, and he's like cleaning all this stuff up for you. Because this person has that, that servant mentality. When they see something happen or they see something going on, their first thought is, oh, let me help. Let me serve. That man back there has got one of those. He's, he's, I would guess if he took the test these days, serve, uh, servanthood would be up there on your giftings, right? He didn't. See, the thing about servants, they don't like to be pointed out either. And so I just did that to two of them. And they're both just like, Whoa. there's a few more in the room, but I won't point you guys out. Anyway. Preaching, the next one. So here's the thing about preachers, all right? We like to state the obvious a lot. And that's really a lot of what preaching is, is just stating the obvious. Like, you could read the scripture and see all this for yourself. I'm just stating what's obvious, and you just haven't found it for yourself. I mean, so preachers, in a nice way, this isn't meant to be mean or anything, but preachers would be like, well, that's what happens when you're not careful, right? I mean, like, sorry. All right, next one. Teaching. So you guys know teachers, right? I mean, their, their, their point... And teachers, they want to explain why something happened. Like, they want to show you why it happened so that maybe next time it, it, it happens differently. So a teacher is going to respond, well, the reason it fell is because uh, it was too heavy on one side. Engineers would also explain it this way. Um, well, you see, when, no, I, won't, I don't even know engineer talk. So anyway, go on. <laughs> exhortation. So this is someone who has that, that gift of, of encouragement, exhortation, right? Um, no, next time, you know, next time it'll be all right. I mean, you, it, it's fine that you did that. Next time you'll know what to do differently, and it, it'll be all right. You won't look like a fool in front of everyone. I mean, like, they wouldn't say it that way, but so someone, uh, and then someone with, with giving, they're going to immediately be like, oh, here's, uh, let me go get you some more food. Hey, this guy needs like 30 more nuggets. He needs a frosty. Did you have french fries? Yep. You want barbecue sauce? Yeah, cool. And so, like, you're trying to, like, clean everything up, and the person's like, I'll get you more. It's cool. It's all right. This person, when you're, you have that gift of giving, so here's administration, this one's funny, right? So someone who's an administrator, they're like the organizer, like, let's get this thing happening, right? So they're like, all right, you, go get a mop, you, you can go get the paper towels and clean this up. Hey, go get that wet floor sign, put it around here, all right? And so they're the ones that are like, you guys have friends that are like this, you know you do. Like, in those situations, they're like, let's organize this thing, let's make it happen. These are just a few, there's, there's lots of other spiritual gifts, and some of them get a little, a little weird, but... These are some of the main spiritual gifts that were given. And again, these all seem like seemingly normal things. But someone who's gifted to be, to be a servant, like the Lord has, has given you ability to see the world in a, in a service mentality. On some level, as Christians, we should all be serving. But like this supernatural way of seeing the world in that way, they don't see the world the same way as someone who's gifted with administration does. They don't see the world the same way as someone who's a teacher. I'm not talking about like school teachers. They've all, most of them have been gifted with teaching. But I mean like someone who's from the Holy Spirit has been gifted to teach. They don't see the world in the same way as someone who's gifted with mercy does. And so it's really this gift that the Lord has given us to be able to see the world in our way and how we can serve, how we can best further his kingdom. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians. Book of First Corinthians. Uh oh. Slow my Bible drill tonight. First Corinthians. We're gonna be in chapter twelve. It's probably on the screen, hopefully, if you don't have a Bible or you're too lazy to turn there. Um twelve, four through seven. Here we go. Uh, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, 
but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the coming good. And then he goes on over the coming verses to list out a few of these spiritual gifts, right? And so the idea that's being conveyed here is that we're all given different gifts, and we're all called to serve the same God, and we all have the same Spirit. This explains, listen, all right, this is, this is a big question that some of you have, and I want you to hear, all right? This explains some of, not all, but some of the reason why there so many Christians can see the world so differently, right? Have you ever thought, like, why does that church act that way and that church act that way? And why do you guys think that way? I know I have over my years, right? And this is one of the reasons. There are many reasons, some good, some not. This is one of the major reasons why all of us can read the same verse and see it differently. The same truth is there, hopefully, that Jesus is Lord and that we're serving him. The same, the same core truth, but how you interact with that scripture differs for each of us. And, and that's a good thing when it's done when it's done properly. Other parts of the scripture talk about us as a church being a body. How many of you guys have heard that before? Maybe you heard the church is a body, right? Um, if you were here last week, you heard me talk about that. Cool, you can put your hand down. It's all right, man. He's too busy on his phone. He's like, oh, yeah, my hand's up. Uh. All right, cool. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. All right, so, uh, so we're a body, and so what does that mean? Does that mean... Well, I won't try and give any examples because you'd be like, yeah, somebody could do that. On a, on, a normal, on a normal human being, right, like a hand doesn't operate the same way a foot does, right? Your kidney doesn't operate the same way that your heart does, right? They're all individual parts of your body that work the way they're supposed to work for specific reasons. Like if all of a sudden your liver was like, no, nah, I want to be the heart, man, let's do this. <laughs> Things are going to get crazy, First of all, I'd be like, why is my liver talking? That's weird, right? But, uh, or if he's like, nah, I'm not being used the way I want to. I'm going to find a different body to be a part of. And you're like, jets out, and then all of a sudden you're dead, right? I mean, like, but that holds true. And that's silly. But here in the church, people are given different gifts and different purposes, and they don't feel like, if, if they don't feel like they're being used the way that they think they should be used, and they're like, nah, I'll just find a different church. I just find a different church. I don't think that that's what God wants us to do. Now, I mean, if there are certain times and certain situations that you, you leave churches and move on, and if you, like, move to another town, that's a good reason, right? But, uh, um, but most of the time, we're called to be where we are for a specific reason. And maybe if things aren't being done the way you want them to be done, there's probably a little bit of selfishness on our parts, if you're thinking that way, but also maybe it's time for you to step up and start using your gift because there may be a void. Maybe there's somebody supposed to be serving in a certain way and it's supposed to be you, but you're not doing that, right? And so there are these times, that we're, all the time, we're called to be a part of this body and the reason that we're described as a body is for that, that we all have different purposes and we all have different reasons for existing, which is a good thing. We're all different, right? If we all tried to be the hand, be one weird body, right? Be one real weird body. And so you have to find what your gift is and find ways to serve in those ways. Here are, some, here are a couple of potential pitfalls. I, I didn't put these on the screen, so you just got to listen, okay? A couple potential pitfalls in spiritual, spiritual gift world. 
don't get mad when everybody else has different gifts than you, right? There, there are times where it's like, man, if everybody just saw the world the way I saw it, like if you guys would just do things the way I think they should be done, right, everything would just be easier. It'd also be real weird, right? If everybody were exactly the same, it'd be real boring and be real weird, real weird, right? So it, it, it's real easy to fall into this, this trap of, man, I just wish everything would go the way I want it to. Well, sorry, sweetheart, that's just not how the world works. You need to find where God has gifted you to serve and go into that place and serve in those ways. The other potential uh, pitfall is to be jealous of somebody else's gift. Maybe somebody is gifted with the ability to teach, and so then they're up in front of everybody, and they're teaching, uh, and they're doing an awesome job at it, and you're sitting in the back because you're gifted at being a servant, and you're doing some servant thing, but you're like, man, if I could just teach like that, that'd be awesome. If I could just, I could just be up there in front of those people and teach like that, things would be better. It turns out that's not true. If you're where you're supposed to be, you're where you're supposed to be. So it's really easy to, to see other people's gifts and abilities and to be jealous of that. that it's that human nature in us to spin in those ways. And so we want to avoid uh, being mad that people are different than us, and we want to avoid being jealous of other people's gifts. Lastly, let's turn over to Romans chapter 12. And then I'm almost done, I promise, and you guys can stop having to listen to me for a few minutes. Romans chapter 12. Verses 3 through 5. Here we go. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, uh, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have uh, many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ. And, individual, and individually members one of another. So again, I want you guys to see that I'm getting these ideas from Scripture. I'm not just making these things up, right? This is Paul talking to the Roman church and by way of the Scripture and the Holy Spirit to us that we're all part of the same body and we're called to have these, to use our gifts to work together to further his kingdom. Right? So let's figure out what our spiritual gifts are and let's move forward and serve God with those gifts. All right, so we're about to go into small groups, but let me give you a couple of thoughts and instructions on that. Please avoid stepping on the cable. We're having issues with it, making weird, loud popping noises or whatever. So avoid stepping on that. And don't put your small group rug on top of it and then sit on it. Um, so do that. And then lastly, no, I'll, I'll say the other thing later. All right. Time to go to small groups. Try not to step on the uh, cords over there. <laughs>